Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus on your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and even a ton of past classic Survivor seasons. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rob. That's HuluPlus.com slash R-O-B. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor no way to That's right. It's the Survivor Know-It-Alls here live on a Wednesday night talking about the latest episode of Survivor, Kukayin. And we've got a lot to talk about here tonight. We had a tribe swap. We had so much going on here. We had a crazy episode. And now we are going to uh, bring in my right-hand man, my Know-It-Alls co-host, Stephen Fishback. Stephen, how are you? I've always thought of you as my right-hand man. I'm not sure how I feel about being on your right. So, Rob, well, go ahead. Go ahead yeah. I was going to say, who is Cliff and who is Wu? Yeah, would you, who would you rather be, Cliff or Wu? I think I would rather be Wu. I think, uh, well, at this point, you'd rather be Wu, sure. But I think in real life, I think you want to be, you want to be Cliff. I would rather be in the game still. You can retire to your millions. I want to be in the moment. I'm living for the now and the future. Rob, this was... What, what an episode. Every single episode this season, I have been on the edge of my seat, not having any clue who was going home. And this time, I really thought LJ was going to screw up. I thought my heart was racing. I was having hot flashes. I was sweating profusely. Um, it was really disgusting. It really went a couple of different ways. And then it ended up going with Cliff being the person to go home, but not in the way that I thought. I thought we were going to see LJ play the idol and then Cliff get voted out here after Tony stuck with the four. But ultimately, Tony flips. LJ doesn't play the idol. And we'll talk about every angle of this. A lot to talk about with Trish, with Cliff, with Tony, with LJ, of course, the other tribe. So it's going to be a fun know-it-alls here tonight. Glad you guys are joining us live. Or if not in the archives, at least uh, you are t- thinking of us one way or the other. How about that? Right. At any point in time or history, future <laughs> generations or alien civilizations that come after and are listening to us, like, thank you for listening. Yeah. Shout out to the people watching us years down the road after Survivor is canceled also. And shout out to yeah. you guys as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's what we got going on. You know this. Uh, the chat room is going on dur- on RobHasAWebsite.com. We've also got Twitter open, hashtag RHAP. And you could pop your questions and comments in on the YouTube channel at RobHasAWebsite.com slash youtube so everything is going on this is a totally interactive experience we get to talk to everybody even russell hans was tweeting me he was asking me do we take callers unfortunately we we cannot at this point in time and maybe that's for the best but uh oops yeah a lot a lot to do here steven and so let's start off here with russell 
And I am very, very confused about uh, Cops Are Us and Russell, what, Tony, Tony. Uh, t- sorry, Tony. I have Russell on the mind. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're so starstruck after having been tweeted by Russell Hans. That's right. But I want to start and talk about and talk about Tony here because I don't understand what he is thinking here. Can you talk me through the thought process of why does it make sense for Tony to jump ship with the brains of with the brawn and then go and vote with the trifecta of of LJ, Alexis and Trish. And now I agree with you like I, and I think Tony agrees with you, right? Like the the simple, smart, conservative play here is stick with Braun, stick with your existing tribe. Um, and, you know, Tony was flabbergasted that Trish was even suggesting this. Now, I think there's two things happening, and I, I, I'm still not – I'm still reeling a little bit, not totally sure what Tony's thinking was. I think the first thing is Tony is an agent of chaos. Tony likes to mix things up. He's presented with the opportunity to make a big move. Half of Tony is thinking – you know, like, do I, I should, I should do the smart conservative thing. And half of him is like, I want to do the big thing. I think the other, I think number two is that it's the same reason that Trish is flipping. It's that being in the numbers is only good if you are numbers one, two, or three. Being the fourth or the fifth in a five-person alliance is not good. And I think maybe Tony sees an opportunity to, to mix things up. I, what do you think, Rob? You know, well, let's go ahead. I, I have the visual aids here for us tonight, so you can uh, take a look at what we what we can take a look at here. So, if you're watching us here on the in the video version of this at robaswebsite.com/slash YouTube, you can see what we're talking about. So, here we have uh, what I thought to be the four people that were from the Braun tribe. I thought what it looked like to me was through most of the episode, we have Tony, Cliff, uh, and Lynn. Lindsay and Wu and they're a foursome and this makes sense and Trish is going to go over and defect with LJ and Alexis and it's four to three and LJ has the idol and the whole episode I'm saying well why don't they vote out Trish wouldn't that be the smarter way to go here is take out the person that you know is flipping and I'm saying why don't they send Trish home because LJ is going to play his idol and Cliff is going to be the one to end up going home uh, ultimately why not, why not put put I'll put uh, Jeffra over over Trish. Well, at least you don't know what with with what Jeffra is, but you know Trish is actively working against you at this point. And but do they know that Trish doesn't have an idol? You know, like they have every reason to think. You know, Trish was the one who was exiled first. They have every reason to think Trish might have the idol, right? But Tony has the idol. So Tony has to know that Trish doesn't have the idol. Just like with LJ, shouldn't I, I thought he shouldn't have gone along with splitting the votes last week. So you have this four to three scenario. But instead, Tony says, I am going to, I, I'm going to be better off going over here with this group. And now we take Cliff out of the picture. And Stephen, tell me how going forward that Tony is better off with this foursome uh, as opposed to the other foursome that he was in just a moment ago, I it's it is confusing, Rob. I, Tony's decision is very confusing to me, and I think maybe it comes down to who he feels most comfortable with from the Braun tribe. He, I think, he feels solid with Trish. We saw him create that bond with Trish, and I think he feels better with Trish than he does with Lindsay, Cliff, or Wu. And uh, you know, you want to stick with your solid allies, right? You don't want like when you're in this game a really solid alliance is more important 
than you know, like necessarily having the numbers. And we're certainly seeing that with the Brains Tribe over on whatever they're called, Asani. Um, but but uh, you know, I think there's there's I think we're clearly seeing an egotism to a Cliff Wu and Lindsay, how they're playing this game, you know, and, and the kind of the bullying way they tried to get Trish to sort of come with them. Well, some people are playing with their emotions and they're stupid and bad. Like, if you want to keep your alliance strong, the way to do that is not to bully them into joining you, it's to make them want to join you. And, you know, I think they really pushed Trish out. And I think Tony probably was like, you know what, I've got to go with my best ally here. I feel like there was a piece of this that we missed. I feel like there had to have been a conversation that took place that was between LJ and Tony, where Tony said t- Tony and LJ had some sort of a, a you know handshake, some sort of an, an agreement where they're going to work together. Because otherwise, it makes no sense to me why Tony voted with LJ, who he doesn't know from a hole in the head, and why LJ didn't play his idol. I feel like that's the biggest smoking gun here to say that there is some sort of alliance or truce going on between LJ. And Tony, and we didn't see it in the episode. I agree. I think you have to assume that LJ has a very strong read on Tony. I think that, you know, watching it at home, you're screaming at the screen, LJ, come on, play your idol. Like, if you're not 100% sure about Tony, you've got to play your idol. I think LJ must have been sure, and I agree with you, there must have been some conversation they had where LJ got that read, where he was like, he he was going to make put his whole game on his read. And I think that's what a strong survivor player does is that they, they have that conversation, they make the gut call and then they go with their gut. How much of what Tony did do you think was because he already had the alliance with Sarah and if she ever comes back from the tribe that she's on, they were already working. Hey, we got to get Cliff out. We got to we got to make this. uh, He made this lie. They were going to throw the challenge last week. How much of that if, if he stayed with Cliff and Wu and Lindsay, then how much of that does he have to explain to Sarah next time he sees her? Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not Cliff's thinking is that he's locked into his sort of pre-existing plans. And I think that's like, you know, that's really the flaw we see over and over again with these majority tribes uh, where, you know, you have Pete who's like, got to get out RC, got to get out RC. You know, I mean, you just have these like big tribes who are so fixated on turning on taking out their own players that they don't they don't take out, uh, you know, their their real opposition. Um, the three tribes dynamic makes it all very interesting. You know, there's not that same sense of this is the bigger group and this is the smaller group. You know, I think this season especially, uh, there's there's just so much flux we're seeing. Do you think that what happened was LJ showed the idol to Tony? No, I definitely don't think that. That seems like, you know, we would see that. Why would why would they do that? Why would LJ do that? I, I don't know. That's a, I why would Tony allow with him if I, he did that? Yeah. I, I, why? Why do you think that, Rob? That seems like that seems like rampant speculation. That's it is rampant speculation. But we're saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, could they have? Could they have both have whipped their idols out and shown each other? Could there have been an idol showing party going on between Tony and LJ? <laughs> this is going to territory. I'm not totally. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's good for Trish? Is this the right move for Trish? Boy, uh, I think it was. It does seem like the right move for uh, for Trish. I mean, let's go back and let's take a look at the board uh, one one more time here. Let's switch back switch back to that. So, if if Trish goes along with the plan and then she sticks it out, and now she is five here with this with this group, 
Uh, we take LJ out. You would imagine Jeffra, if they lose again, she's she's the next one to go. You would think, seemingly, she goes into the merge, at least with the numbers. I mean, you would think that then they take on the conglomerate of whatever comes out of the other tribe. She's probably getting to about fifth or sixth place if she sticks it out here. So this was a little bit of a of a calculated move, but I don't think she's necessarily playing a strategical game. I think these people are really getting on her nerves, and that's why she decides to make the move that she makes. Because the smarter move, probably for Trish, is to wait until the end game, right? Like to say, like I'm a little bit of two minds on Trish. On, on the one hand, you know, you've got these players who are basically bullying you. Um, I mean, the word bullying gets thrown around. They're they're not being nice to you, um, and you know, you know, they're never gonna like take you all the way. They're not taking you to the finals, right? They're taking each other to the finals. They're all best friends, you know. Um, and then you see, so you have a chance to get one of them out to kind of get your revenge. And then to kind of mix things up a little bit, maybe to your advantage, you know, maybe maybe she thinks she's going to end up happily married in Boston with LJ. Um, but but you know, if Trish wants to flip on that group, she's got a lot more opportunities down the line when things are going to be a little bit more stable. So doing it now seems a little bit premature to me. I mean, you know, like why not stick with your numbers, stick five strong, get rid of the other tribes, and then when you're at seven people, you know, like. Making that big move at, at whatever they're at now, it's 15 people, you know, just seems a little bit too early. One thing is for sure, this season is going to be a cluster F after the merge. We are going to see a a, a real uh, slobber knocker come after the merge because the one the one tribe that was intact and had the numbers now has completely fractured and now is basically scattered all over the way. So basically, um, ironic and ironically, somehow the brains tribe has become the most cohesive group in the game. I don't think that's ironic at all. I think that's the same thing we see over and over again, is that these tribes that are decimated, that go to tribal council, that get rid of all the weak links, that like prove their loyalty to each other, they're the ones who always make it through. You know, you can look at Mott Singh in Philippines. You look at my tribe in Token Chains. You look at Russell Hans's tribe in Samoa. You know, these small groups that have been whittled away are the ones that are able to have that cohesion and who are used to lying to each other, and they're the ones who are able to make it all the way to the end. Now, Rob, what about this? What about this strategy? You go back on Survivor. Your strategy is I'm throwing all the pre-merge challenges. Yeah. I'm getting my solid group together, and we're throwing everything because we know the other group is going to be so messed up and so angry at each other by the time we merge. And I'm going to have my three people. I'm just going to plow through them. Iron sharpens iron, Stephen, is I believe yeah, that's, that's been said. Right, um, right. No, I would not. I'm not on board with that strategy because, Stephen, I'm, I'm the kind of guy when you lose a challenge pre-merge, I'm a pretty easy target. I'm not one of the guys that seems to be like, oh, well, let's keep Rob. We need Rob for the challenges. Uh, I'm sort of like one of the guys where it, it, you're in a group with about six or seven people and you say, OK, who could we who's expendable here? Uh, who can't help with anything around the camp? Uh, so I'm a guy that needs to be get to the merge. Yeah, I don't know, man. What? But you know, you go back now. You've got your solid group. You know, it's you, me, Spencer, and Jessica Frey, and we're like, you know what? We're four strong. We're voting as a block, no matter what. I, I don't know. 
I think it's too risky. I, I don't think you could go in, go ahead and be throwing the the challenges. Look, if it happens, it happens, and I feel like that's what you sort of like tell yourself after you sort of. It's sort of like you know when you get fired from your job, and then people say to you, "Hey, so many great things happen to people after they get fired." Like, yeah, I guess that's true. And even if some people have taken the experience, you don't try to get fired from your job because a lot of people have done had success after they got fired. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's just like it's very interesting. You know, you, you have to have respect for someone like Rob Mariano or like like Philip Shepard. You know, who's able to keep a group of people together. I think you know, like this proves how good Philip was in a way. Wait, where are you getting to, Philip from? Because on Survivor Karamoan, he was the one. He was beating the drumbeat of we have to stay together. We have to stay together. You had all these different factions among the returning players. And Philip was really the cohesive force in that group. Okay, we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, Philip uh, Shepard. I want to talk about no. Cliff before we move on to Apari. So, do you think that Cliff played poorly? Did Cliff get voted out here tonight because of decisions he made, or was there nothing Cliff Robinson could have done here? I think the fundamental thing he did wrong was treat Trish badly. And I think we saw enough of that, you know, like Trish said, he's never come to talk to me once, you know, maybe she's feeling paranoid, but we saw the way he talked to her at tribal council. Some people are playing with their emotions. They're not being smart. Like that's not the way you win someone over. And like when you treat someone like that, they are going to flip. We have seen it time and time again, just treat, just be nice to people. Yeah. That's a good point that he did say also at one point, he's like, Hey, you know, Trish can go and do whatever she wants. But at the end of the day, they, we have the numbers, there's four of us and there's three of them. And I do feel like the great Survivor players never take that stance. And you never see a situation where, uh, you know, whether it's uh, insert, you know, Survivor winner here that is one of the people that's in the Pantheon. And they never really said, OK, well, let that person go strategize against me because they don't have the numbers. They're always they're going to get that person on the bottom and they t- keep some sort of false hope alive for that person on the bottom. I feel like Bob Crowley might have played that way. <laughs> Is that how Bob played? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that might have been his strategy. That was his move. Okay, he invented that. All right, yeah. so let's let's switch over and let's talk about the other tribe, which I think might be a little more fun to speculate about. Not to say that this tribe wasn't fun to speculate about, but let's go ahead and let's talk about the Apari tribe. And I remember it because it rhymes with Atari. So the other oh, tribe. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So and, and, and you know you see this merge and you see there's three there's three brains together. There's three beauties together, and then Sarah's in the middle. And my thought was, I'm sure your thought was, Sarah's going to be the swing vote here. I was thinking, oh, she's definitely going over to the brains. You know, that's why, you know, it makes total sense with all the edits. Like, Sarah's going to join the brains, and they're going to take out the beauties one by one. Not at all what happened. Yeah, well, let's take a look at what this tribe looks like over here. So now we have our three brains, and Stephen, well, let me start by saying, Stephen, what happened to all the people that said, oh, what a stupid move to vote out Jatia because Spencer's going to flip the first chance he gets. And Spencer's obviously going to flip on Cass and Tasha. They were so stupid to keep him. Where are all those people, Stephen? They're feeling pretty stupid right now, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I heard uh, from uh, BR over the weekend and BR said Cass and Tasha made the right move. BR is uh, Boston Rob. Yeah. He said they made the right move. 
Now, right move for them. That was the uh, I'll couch that. That was the right move. I thought for the them. VR rule was that always keep the worst player at any moment. <laughs> no, that was that, he said for them that was the right move for him. That's is he the worst player? This is there's some some wiggle room in the VR rules is what I'm hearing here. Okay, so the VR rules are situational. All right, so let's get into this. Okay, so we have our three brains, and Spencer said at the beginning of the episode, "Hey, this this could be the final three. All that's standing between us is the, the other two tribes." And it seems like a crazy thing to say, but now you could almost kind of envision that maybe that's where this is going. That was so prophetic, Rob, and they like subtitled it like that. That like that like my editing like buzz, buzzer is just like lit up all along my brain. I was Uh-oh. like, oh my, my is word! That, is, that a, my so word. It, is that a new Twitter Stevens editing buzzer? <laughs> yeah. okay so now we have these three people over here we have spencer we have tasha and we have Cass here and then out of nowhere we so we what we're figuring on is that here comes sarah and now right. here's the foursome that we end up seeing and this becomes a dominant foursome in the game but wait a second here comes alexis who jumps the gun and not only i think thought you know you, you feel like these three beauty people are together and maybe they they come to sell out morgan but it seems like alexis is selling out both of these guys and now it seems like to me that morgan and jeremiah are, are in trouble here and could be the next one to go well first alexis goes and sells them out then jeremiah goes and sells them out <laughs> and then morgan sells them both out like this like you know you have to really have so much respect for lj for keeping this tribe strong and uh, as you know, I love LJ. And these are such dysfunctional people, and somehow he's made them manage to corral them into a, uh, like the horses he trains, into a functional tribe. Yeah. And basically, the Brains tribe just sits there and says nothing. And that's the move. That's the move. The less, the less you say, the better, the better off you are in any of these like situations where people meet up, any merge, any swap, like, uh, you know, just, just keep quiet. And then whoever's talking tells you everything. So Steven, where do you think this goes next week? Now, first off, should we, are we just, uh, looking past this or can we assume that the three brains are going to stick together? I think that's that's what we're being shown is that the three brains are going to be solid, and then there's sort of just a mess of other people over there, kind of independent operators. Uh, I have long term faith for Sarah. I feel like she's going deep into this game just based on the uh, my editing buzzers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what a come from behind victory too. What an amazing victory from this from from this group of people in the challenge, or you mean in just the, in the life. challenge? Yeah, that was unbelievable. I could not believe it. Yeah, Steven, sometimes it was, it was, they had their log and they were getting tired and they, they were having a hard time keeping their log up, but they did it. They persevered. Yeah. Yeah. And then was this like a show me your log kind of situation as well? Both teams, you you could see both teams log the entire time. Nobody had to show each other their logs. Uh, they had a, it was amazing just the way, yeah. So, so, you know, Spencer said we communicated and we did it. And that was really beautiful. Can I go back to the uh, immunity challenge just real quick? Uh, Steven, w- have we ever seen on Survivor before where the tribes are even and like, okay, uh, this game is for six people only. So each tribe sitting one person. Yeah, that out. was such a weird thing. Why? That was a really, why not wait to actually have the one where there was like one more week and this would be a perfect challenge, you know? I don't know. I don't know. what. Just wait till next week for this one. Why couldn't they just have had another? Couldn't they put a, put another handle on the, uh, on the line? Well, I had a ring toss at the end, you know, like there's always a ring toss. 
I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. So let's go, let's go back to this group. So where do we think that this is going? Let's hypothetically, and, and sometimes this is the way that things work on Survivor, where one team goes to tribal council after the swap, and then the other team tends to go to the tribal, tribal council after the swap. Not always, but this is uh, how we've seen it a lot of times. So do, is it safe to say that Alexis is, votes with the three? But the, who is the three voting for in this? I think it's safe to say that everyone votes with those three guys. Like, I think Sarah, Alexis, Morgan, and, and Marblemouth, what's his name? Uh, Jeremiah, are, are going to vote with the three. So you feel like Sarah works her way over into this majority too, right? Or, or like, it, it's who are, I think the question is, who does the three want to take out? Well, I'll tell you what, I think that the Braun group. Um, I think that they did Sarah a favor here by taking yes. by taking out. Yes, or absolutely. Did, or did they? Because if she, if Sarah is talking about, hey, oh, Cliff is running things. We got to get uh, we got to get Cliff out. Does she say I'm going to join you guys now that there isn't Cliff? Or does she feel like, oh, Tony is doing things. And now I can't wait to get back with Tony after the merge because Tony has Trish and uh, I guess Woo. Because that's what she thought the alliance was last week, and that we can then maybe go ahead and grab some of these beauty people. Maybe if Sarah's thinking, "Hey, what if I grab the beauty people?" And then uh, if Alexis even is with them, maybe if I could pick up Morgan and Jeremiah here, and now when I get back with Tony and Trish and Wu, then I've got the numbers. But Rob, I think this is where it becomes like just like, you know, writing names down on a, on a chalkboard instead of like the actual logistics of the game. You know, I think we've seen that the beauty tribe is not operating as a cohesive unit. You know, <laughs> there's no there's no move where Sarah picks up the three beauty people because they, they hate each other and, and they're not intelligent. I you know what? I don't want to say that they're, they may be very intelligent. They are playing badly right now. Um and so I think the question, I mean, it really looks like the dominant strategic block here is that brains block. And, you know, the question for them is, what is the use of Sarah for us looking at that other tribe now? You know, now that we see, you know, and we don't know how much information Sarah has given them. You know, like, is Sarah a link to something over there? Because when you're three people, you're, you've got to think, like, when we merge, we want to have allies on that other side. So, uh uh, you know, what What for them is the best strategy to, like, build those post-merge alliances? No, I think that next week, if this group goes to tribal, Stephen, it, it, it hurts me to say it. I think Morgan is the one that ends up going out here. I You'd vote out Morgan? I would vote out Morgan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I, I said I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it depends who I am in this group because – you know, I'm not against the idea of, hey, it's the, there's only a few episodes or this is like maybe the, you know, we're about to merge. Maybe you take out a Jeremiah because it's like, hey, even if we have to go to tribal council one more time, we can always just vote out Morgan. If you're that brains group and you have Alexis with you, it's like, why not vote out a guy who we were going to vote out after the merge anyway, take him out. And then if we have to go to tribal again, then we have this other spare part that we can vote out Morgan, who's is seemingly useless. Uh, and she's not a threat. Nobody trusts her. She doesn't have any allies. We can vote her out next time. Although that's a right, right, right. I mean, that's 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 one way to think about it. The other way is that people will be gunning for Jeremiah anyway. So why not take Morgan out now and like leave Jeremiah kind of like the that that sort of like post merge attack on all uh, you know strong men kind of thing that happens. 
Well, he could potentially win immunity and you know, and you never know. He's a, you know, it, but I, I'm of the mind of that. If you start getting rid of, if you don't, if you're not good at immunity challenges or you're not great at immunity challenges, then just taking out other people that could possibly beat you in immunity challenges is a, always a good move. See, I disagree. I think I think pre-merge, you don't want to do that. I think pre-merge, you want those people there to be bigger threats after the merge. The, your danger at a merge when you're Tasha is Morgan. You don't want someone like if, if there's like another, you know, if there's a decision, do we take out Tasha or do we take out Morgan? You're, they might take out Tasha. But if the decision is do we take out Tasha or do we take out Jeremiah, they'll probably take out Jeremiah. Very, very interesting. Stephen, did you have any idea there would be so much twerk talk in tonight's episode? <laughs> it's wrong that they talked about it and didn't show it. If, you know, Alexis is always talking about twerking. You know, I don't really believe what I don't see. <laughs> yeah, we could. We don't have any B-roll that we could have cut to. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, were you getting jealous of Trish when she was moving in on LJ? <laughs> yeah, I was. I understood where she was coming from. I mean, if, if I was on Survivor and I met someone who lived in the same metropolitan area that I did, I would absolutely align with that person regardless of anything else. In fact, I did with Taj. Uh, the most important thing in two alliances is being from the same city. Is that really? Now, number one. Number one. Now, is Taj was from your hometown or your adopted hometown? Taj grew up in New York where I live. Okay. So yeah. But but you're not even from New York. You're that's your adopted hometown. So just because she grew up in the city you live in now, that that person's in an alliance with you. Any kind of overlap of a metropolitan area is like an instant perfect endgame alliance. <laughs> if I, someone I, has visited, if someone visited New York, I would want to ally with now, them. Are you being flip? Or are you being serious about the? No, I'm geographic? Be, I mean, I'm being flip. I mean, I do see why it's a a uniter, and it probably is a good way because. You know, I think I think what it does ultimately is it shows how people seek out any kind of commonality when they're looking to make alliances. You know, you have a cast of people with incredibly diverse backgrounds and experiences, um, and you know, you are just like begging for someone who you can say you are like me. Uh, I was being flipped, but uh, I certainly see the uh, the rationale. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think uh, you know, common denominator is important. You know, it doesn't always play out that way, but especially with these Boston people, you know, one Boston person meets another Boston person, and it's uh, all bets are off. Yeah, the Boston people. Except, you know what? Not Boston Robin, Daniel DiLorenzo. What That's happened true. there? That's true. Yeah. So I guess not every bond, but for the most part, for the most yeah. part. Uh, so that's that's a very strong bond, and uh, I guess that's true. If I meet if I meet anybody from Long Island, they we tend to get along. Okay, sure, yeah. Why not? Um, right. So, uh, Stephen, I want to tell you guys about a sponsor that we have that just came on that I'm very excited about, and then we'll get into all of your questions because we're take a lot of questions here tonight. But Stephen, uh, we have a new sponsor here on Rob okay. as a podcast, and that sponsor is Hulu. Plus, not regular. That's amazing. Not just regular Hulu. Hulu Plus. And oh, Steven, we're going big time. Big time. That's right. So, Stephen, you know when something has a plus at the end of it, and something that's already good has a plus at the end of it, then you know it's really good. Imagine that there was this thing called LJ Plus. Could you even oh, wrap your head around? I can't even go. <laughs> I'm swooning already. What would LJ Plus look like? I mean, he would look. I can't imagine something better than LJ. So it's hard for me to go there. Uh, well, Hulu, uh, that, much like LJ, LJ Plus. LJ from New York. He'd be from New York and he'd be LJ. <laughs> That's right. He moved to New yeah. York. 
Uh, so Hulu Hulu Plus uh, is much like Hulu allows you to watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Uh, and with Hulu Plus, you can watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in your living room on things like Apple TV or on the go on your smartphones and tablets. Stephen, you can watch shows like Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Shark Tank, Scandal. Uh, you could go back and watch shows like Lost, Law and Order, SVU, Doctor Who, and Community. Uh, and Stephen, they also have a number of the old Survivor seasons on there as well, so you can go back and watch. I checked it out. I I subscribed this weekend because uh, I knew this was coming up. I think they have Survivor one and then Survivor twelve through twenty six. So you can have that's all, amazing. That's awesome. You can have all the Survivor uh, episode, all the Survivor seasons yeah. going back. I never watched Guatemala, so I could finally watch. <laughs> you can go back. I think it's, oh, no, I think I that's eleven. I think it's eleven. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, but I haven't seen thirteen. I think so. I need to watch thirteen. Hey, it's yeah. there. You can go back, go back and watch yeah. it. Uh, you can also check out original Hulu series like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Masks, and have uh, all kinds of ad-free movies and kids shows. Uh, it's seven ninety-nine a month. You can catch up on all the old shows. I also uh, got to binge watch all. All of community this season i didn't dvr the first episode and i was screwed and then i got on the hulu plus and then i i, I binge watched all of community i know about the ass crack bandit and all that good stuff i you know i never really got into community i could go back now and watch the whole series sure if I were a subscriber uh it's 7.99 a month uh you can catch up on catch up on everything and we have a special offer for the listeners of rob as a podcast if you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rob, R-O-B. Uh, you'll get two weeks for free when you sign up. HuluPlus.com slash Rob. Uh, so get your two weeks free uh, when you sign up. So check out uh, HuluPlus.com slash Rob and uh, check out all those old Survivor seasons too. All right? That's really exciting. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what Stephen Fishback Plus what it might look like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's jump into taking some of our questions now uh, from the audience. Uh, Jessica Frey is going to have them all lined up for me as we discussed. And so <laughs> when uh, we're going to look at questions now, Jessica. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Anna Jay wants to know, will the brains be a huge target after the merge or will they be in the majority and control the game? Great question, Anna Jay. They're down in the numbers. I don't think they're going to be a target. Who's when they get to the merge? Who's saying we got to go after Spencer and Tasha and Cass? I think that's right. I think like losing so badly early on has made has given them kind of a pass, like into the end game, where they're going to be. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be the stealth force behind the post merge game. Stealth are us. The stealth <laughs> for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like if. Right now, if, if last week we said, okay, give me odds on uh, who's going to win the game. Give me odds on people in the, in the final three or whatever. I think, like, what would you have said? Like, uh, give me odds on Spencer getting to the finals. You would have been like, ah. You know what? I actually thought, I, I was thinking last week, this is actually going to be good for those those brains. Uh, they're going to be, I, you know, the same, the same. What happened, Rob? I predicted this. Are you being flip uh, again, Steven? No, I actually, I feel like I said this on this podcast and certainly my blog that, that, you know, losing a lot can be great for you. And I think that, you know, I, I, my, my favorites, favorites to go far, the people I think are going to go far are, are Sarah, are LJ. And I think any of the three brains are going far. And, and I don't have, I don't have a lot of confidence in anybody else. Not because I don't trust them as people or as players, but just maybe Tony, maybe Tony's going far. I, I don't know. What do you think, Rob? Boy, I, I don't know about Tony. I kind of feel like a Tony. At some point, Tony is going to self. I, I have sort of like a low ceiling on Tony. 
Right. But I do feel good about these brains. I'm very bullish on the brains now. I think, I mean, I was disappointed we didn't see more of what Tony's doing because I love, I love Tony's play style and he's so, you know, he's like so on the margin there, you know, is, is he going to be the great player we know he can be or is he not going to be that? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, next question. Uh, this is from uh, Patrick Caro. Uh, did Cliff talk too much at tribal council? No, this was not a factor in Cliff Robinson going home. The decision was made beforehand. Tony did not flip his vote at tribal council. Nothing that happened at tribal council affected uh, Cliff going home. And I think, you know, as we were discussing last week, we, we, we now know what Jeff Probst looks like when a decision is being made at tribal council. Uh, we did not see that. <laughs> did you see that, screen, see that, that screen grab that people did of him? Oh, no, no. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my reenactment of what Jeff Probst is like and now you look forward can to we get a side by side of you doing Jeff Probst I, I'm sure that. somebody is working on it right now Steven I hope so I'm sure, so. I'm sure Steven's editing buzzer will tweet it out later on tonight okay uh, Grant Plater wants to know where is Wu in all of this do you think he can work his way into the group I don't know poor Wu poor Wu and Lindsay at the end of the episode Steven didn't you want to give the so sure we was so sure that nothing was going to happen to, to, to him, that Trish could never get it together, and she was just talk. He really had his read, and he was wrong. And I think that's where it comes down to good versus bad players, right? It's like, do you have the right read on someone, or do you not have the right read on someone? Yeah. Um, yeah. We might have to deal with the fact, Stephen, that Wu and Lindsay are not very good at Survivor. <laughs> you know, it's always so situational. You know, if they had been to tribal council a bunch, maybe they would be better. You know, the brains tribe was not very good the first time they were to tribal council. So you okay? So the more you go to tribal council, the better you are at Survivor. Is this a hard and fast rule? I think it's pretty accurate. I think you get good at making those decisions. You get good at firming up votes. You get good at lying to people who are going home. You know, I think if you don't go for a while, you don't you don't like hone that edge. So. Uh, I think that there is this makes sense on paper, but I think that we're going to find some outliers here of if we did the chart of number of tribal councils attended and how good you are at Survivor, I feel like that, it, that it'll make some sense. But then there's going to be some data points that are like, boy, they went to a lot of tribal councils and they're really not good at Survivor. I'm not saying it's like 100 percent predictive, like how good you are is how many <laughs> tribal councils you've been to. I'm saying that, you know. It, it makes you better. It makes you better. And, you know, you can start off kind of bad and you can become pretty good over time. And who's, there are some people who actually like started off quite naive. And I'm trying to think of who and got, you know, through, through time and experience became very sharky in the game. Jeff Pittman, we need this chart. We want to see the data points, how good people, people survivor, how good they are versus how many tribal councils they've been to. I'm sure that chart exists already. Um, so Brandon uh, at Brandon M24 wants oh. to know, do you think Solana will throw the next challenge? It will allow Trish to get rid of Lindsay and allow Tony to protect Sarah. Interesting. So throwing the challenge here. Okay. So let's, let's go back and let's go back and look at that uh, at the other tribe here real quick. And uh, let's switch back to Solana. And now, uh, okay. So here is, this is the version with Cliff Robinson still in the game. So let's get, let's get rid of him and let's bring back LJ. Okay. So by throwing the challenge next, next week, now here's the four people that are in power. They could throw the challenge and they could vote out Lindsay and she'd be, and she'd be gone. It is, is Lindsay making it to a challenge next week? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I like the idea. I like it. Um, why, oh, what, what were you saying that she would like get hit, hit her or something? I don't know that we don't, we, it looks like, uh, 
it looks like we could see some uh so we could see some uh some people go, uh, going out of the game in not traditional fashions next week. Now, I don't want to really? get too much into it. I don't want to get too much. Is that a call? Is that like you? Are you doing your call to the outfield? No, 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 no. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I don't want to break my rules in Survivor Know-It-Alls of uh, things I don't want to talk about. Uh, so Lauren wants to know, uh, Tribe Swap was the best thing to happen to Sarah, and she has no idea any other time when that has happened. So, yeah, that this was a, also a, a good spot here for Sarah because she's on this witch hunt to get rid of Cliff, and she's going down the rabbit hole because she is trying to uh, go after a guy who's not going after her. And now she kind of dodges the bullet here because she ends up, Cliff goes out of the game. She doesn't realize that she was doing the wrong thing. And she's off this witch hunt. Why do you think these people were so fixated on Cliff? Like there just seemed to be so much animosity towards him. Yeah, we saw him being a little bit dismissive of Trish today, but Trish was also flagrantly consorting with the enemy. You know, I mean, she was really going out of her way to sort of rub you it know in their what I think it was, and, and, and I saw people on Twitter say that it was a black-white issue. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if that's the case, uh, but I think it was more of a um, a rich versus poor issue. And I, I think that. I think that you had uh, you know uh, Trish, who seems like a blue-collar Boston person. Uh, then you had the two people who are police officers. And I think that there was a lot of like, you believe this guy? We're out here. This is our shot. We're out here trying to make a million bucks. And, you know, here's this guy. He God knows how much money he made in his career that uh, he's trying to take our money. And who does he think he is? You know, Mr. Big Shot over here. And then I think that was had more to do with why these three people had so much animosity towards Cliff. And it seemed like Cliff had kind of like by like like sort of like naturally assumed the like quote unquote role of tribe leader in as much as, you know, Wu and Lindsay kind of were doing whatever he said. And then the other four really conceived or the other three really conceived of themselves as outcasts against that, that they were off in the sides. And, and, and I do think that there's that sort of sense of, well, why is he the leader? Like, what has he done to deserve that? And there's always that kind of animosity towards the leader. I think you're right, Rob, that it probably is sort of class based. Class based. OK. Uh, then Jessica Frey uh, has a question for us from PB who says, do you think that Tony uh, thought Apari would be more likely to keep Sarah by blowing Braun up? I don't think Tony is thinking at all about what would be good for Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that seems like a, and that's like a hard one. You know, I mean, there's that you can make arguments that keeping Braun strong will make Sarah a more valuable person for them to keep because they want that alliance and tie to the majority numbers. You know, like I don't think you can. There's no real way to sort of think through that problem because there's there's great arguments on both sides of it. Did you like that first challenge tonight? Um, what was the first one? Uh, hang on to the pole for your dear life, and then they. Oh, uh, we've seen that before. We saw that in Gabon. We've seen that a couple of times. That was fun, right? That was fun. Yeah, seems like there was some curious uh, selections that were made in the uh, picking people. Oh, the to shots. Get the pole. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. So here's a question from Matthew Gibson. You want to take this one? Yeah, the Brains tribe all seemed to know that Garrett had the idol. Did someone find it and production take it away? Wait, did they did? Um, no, I don't. Oh, th- yeah, I you were talking about it, right? No, when they I, got that. I don't think that that was necessarily. The, I don't think that they knew Garrett had the idol. I think that they said so that. Um, so Sarah said, "Oh, so we have two bags of rice here because Trish picked the second bag of rice instead of the idol, 
And the uh, both of the other two tribes, I felt like, were like, right, oh, right. well, we yeah. only had one bag of rice, so Garrett must have gone to look for the idol or had the idol. And then, uh, unfortunately, Morgan had her spot blown up, and that was a, a <laughs> very bad for Morgan. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to have an exploding spot, you know, unless you... Yeah. Is... Steven, is the move to get the rice, is that really the case? Because inevitability, like 12 days later, you know that if everybody's going to know that you got the idol. Yeah, that's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, you have, that's a really hard one. I mean, I think, I think when you're at that point and it's day one and you've just been voted out of your tribe, you're thinking like, I need to like protect my own ass. So I'm not the first person out of the game. I think ultimately the most important thing in anyone's mind when they land on survivor is please let me not be the first person out. And so I, you know, I can see the advantage of doing the aisle. I want to know this from you, Steven, about the idols. Okay. So everybody's like, Oh, I got to go bury my idol because I have the idol. I got to bury it. I don't want anybody to know who it is. Now these people go to what they think is a reward challenge. Okay. And right. now they end up getting their tribe swapped. Okay. So LJ, fortunately for him, he's on the same beach that he started on. So if he buried the idol, he was actually fine. But what about Tony? Did, to- it, it, did Tony, do you think he had his idol? Like if you had your idol buried at one beach and then you tribe swap, then what, like what happens? Like you don't have all your stuff with you, right? You don't think like anyone would be like, hey, before we go, is there anything you're missing before, you know, guys? You think that the, uh, you think production would say that? I don't know if they no, would. Maybe you're right. They want, they want like chaos, right? They want like people to behave naturally. Um, but I've never seen somebody say, oh my God, my idol was buried at the old camp and now I have to go and, and be, now I'm switched and I don't have access to my idol anymore. I mean, Tony knows what's up. Maybe he just brought it to the, you know, maybe he was had a had a hint that maybe you know, you just be careful, just be just be you know. Do you think that the survivors are savvy enough to say, "Hey, uh, boy, day thirteen reward challenge"? Maybe I bring the idol with me just in case. I think that the ones we've seen get the idol so far, right? We've seen definitely LJ and Tony both are guys who have really gone after it in an aggressive way. Um, getting the idol, even not having had that clue or, you know, Tony had a clue, right. But he didn't have like the first clue. Um, and I think that like that shows that they're like playing hard and that they might, you know, have the wherewithal to do that. Okay. Let's do two more questions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Silverberg wants to know, will LJ and Jeffrey reunite with Jeremiah and Alexis at the merge and pretend that they're with Tony and Trish until the end when Tony and Trish are really number five and number six in the Alliance. So the core question is here. Uh, will Jeremiah and Alexis bring over Tony and Trish into a new beauty alliance? What, what do you think about that, Rob? Boy, it's so hard to predict, especially with this beauty tribe. I mean, I didn't even get the sense that Alexis and Jeremiah are together. It seemed like Alexis was pretty much saying like, hey, my alliance was Jeffra and LJ, not Jeremiah. She said she threw Jeremiah under the bus. She said, Jeremiah, he was with us and then he flip flopped and then he came back and then he thinks he's back with us. And so I feel like Alexis feels like she's with the brains. I kind of feel like we might see a, a core group after the merge where it's the three brains, Alexis, LJ, and Jeffra, and then by proxy, then uh, Tony and Sarah. Is that the, the big group when we get to the merge? That's probably it's, uh, what do you think? What would you do if you're Jeremiah? That's my question for you, Rob. You're Jeremiah, you're on Atari Tribe, and uh, you're thinking, you know, like, 
we got these three strong brains over here. We got this floater, Sarah. Yeah. I know that Alexis doesn't trust me. I know that Morgan doesn't trust me. So I don't, I don't feel solid with my two allies from my original tribe. What is the move for you as Jeremiah? All right. First thing I'm doing as Jeremiah, I'm telling you, take off my shirt. Uh, no, but I, I look at the marbles from your mouth. Yeah. Um, so then boy, if you're Jeremiah, I don't really know what your move is. I guess that what you you probably try to do is to play up the, uh, Hey, Alexis. Yeah. We're like, we're tight, right? We're like, uh, we're, I'm with you, right? We're going to be, I'm in this group of five. Cause otherwise what's he going to do? He's going to try to Morgan hates him from going back to the other right. group. So he, his only move, I think, is to try to play up the I'm I'm still in good with Alexis and let me be part of the five and let's all vote out Morgan because she's the one that really hates him. You don't think there's any way... So you think, like, definitely go with Alexis. You don't. You think, like, don't go just to the brains by yourself? Oh, you, so you think that he basically can go here and say, hey, I'm with you guys, and she, she kind of sucks too. She twerks all the time, and she's super lame. And uh, I don't know. I she's just not don't even know. that fun. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty unenviable position to be in if you're Jeremiah. I don't really see what you can do. Yeah. I, I think what could end up even happening is that the person that offers them the best deal is – here comes Sarah, and maybe she tells them, like, hey, all these, like, we got to work together because we got to get rid of all these uh, beauty people. Right. So. I think I think that's going to happen. We'll see. But it looks like Alexis is the horse leading the race at this point. I Yeah, I see that a little bit. Oh, wait. Because oh, wait where's Alexis LJ? Horse. I said horse. <laughs> I think Alexis is by far the most strategic of those three beauty people, right? She's the one who's talked strategy and thinks strategy the most. But who's the best twerker? I mean, we have, we have yet to see, you know, we've heard a lot of talk, but we have yet to actually see. <laughs> All right. And let's go one last, <laughs> one last question. Um, here's, uh, from, uh, bats Two X says, uh, thinking Tony might be screwed on the first vote after the merge. He made too many enemies. Wu or Lindsay might tell the brains about what he did and he is screwed. Uh, what do we think is the outcome here for Tony? When, once we get to the merge, you gotta assume Tony's safe next week, right? Yeah, I think Tony's actually in a pretty great position. Um, you know, he's got his solid ally, Sarah, who might have some new allies, and he's got kind of his allies with, uh, you know, Trish and, and now maybe LJ. I think he's got a lot of room to maneuver. He's not, you know, he's a big guy, but he's not necessarily like the biggest physical threat out there. Uh, he's got an idol, and he's got a lot of wilds, you know, and uh, I thought that he was going to get trapped in a lie. I thought he was going to play too hard and Sarah was going to find out he was, he was screwing with her. And I was totally wrong about that. Yeah. I still think he was better off with sticking with the three people from the Braun tribe that he started out with. I think that he's proving himself to be too much of a, you know, all over the place. And I feel like it's not going to work out well for him long-term. Yeah. Okay. Too much, too much, too soon. All right. Steven Fishback. Uh, great job as usual. Yeah, this was a really good podcast, Rob. We really aced this one. Really, we really aced it. This was like a Survivor Know It Alls Plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you What, what do you think? I, I, who, who should I give the fishy to? Oh, I think that the fishy goes to LJ, and it's not close. LJ for sure. Yes, just every week, but also this week. But what about also Trish? No. Why not? 
Because I, what, I, what did she do? That was that great. What she did just, she do? I, Trish was the one who brought it together. She's the one who recruits LJ. She sing, swings Tony. She like takes on, out her there, Was there any recruiting to be done with LJ? Was like LJ had anything? LJ was like, I'm desperate. I'll take, I'll take anything. If anything, you say she recruited Tony. She recruited Tony, but that's the most important recruitment. Yes. Okay. So. That was an important recruitment. I, if you want to, you can, but I'd say LJ is the guy I thought who played the best game. And definitely LJ is getting it. The only question is, does Trish also get it? I think yes. I think, you know. Yeah. Well, good. Solid, solid job. Thanks to you guys for your questions. Uh, fantastic job tonight. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday night in the, uh, in our regular time at 9 15 PM Eastern. Steven, Denise Stapley joins me on the podcast. Perfect time to talk to her, right? She is the perfect person to talk to right perfect now. That person. was very well planned. Yes. Yeah. Right person at the right time. So we're going to talk. Stapley? I always thought Stapley. It's Stapley? I thought, if anything, uh, it was Stapley. Stapley. Okay. I, I just, in my head, always said Stapley, but like Stapley, yeah, I don't know. I always, is it, is it Stapley or Stapley? Because there's a P, it's P-E. Is it? Okay, we'll have to take... We'll I don't have, know. No, I don't know. I'm asking. We'll have to know. fact check that. We'll get a pronunciation. She, maybe she knows how to say Kagayan. Also. <laughs> maybe we can yeah. answer both of those mysteries. All right. Yeah. And then we're going to do voicemails tomorrow with my friend Pod Vader from uh from the fantasy focus on espn uh so he's gonna he's gonna join us uh podcast producer extraordinaire big survivor fan big rob is a podcast fan he's gonna join us for voicemails uh so if you want to ha- uh, get your voicemails in for me and pod vader tomorrow uh you can go ahead and get them in at uh rob has a website.com slash voicemail or uh on the phone number rob uh 323-282-rhap uh, so we got voicemails. We got that. Uh, don't forget our uh, great sponsor, Hulu Plus uh, dot com slash Rob for two weeks free of Hulu Plus. And then, uh, Stephen, I will be speaking with Cliff Robinson tomorrow morning. That's exciting. Yeah, should be good. Cliff Robinson was tweeting with Russell tonight also. Oh, was he saying I bet that made Russell excited? Yeah, I think that uh, Russell Russell tweeted that the uh, Cliff Robinson said, hey, you guys beat me. Right. He said so he had like a classy goodbye. Right. Yeah, like see you, good luck or something. Yeah. yeah, and Russell said, "Hey, that's that. Maybe that works in the NBA. That's not how it goes on Survivor. <laughs> you got to, you got to cry. Yeah, that's how you go out. You go out crying." <laughs> and Cliff, and Cliff Robinson wrote back, "Like, uh, like, uh, yeah, I know, LOL, something like that." Damn, that's so true. Boom, boom. That, LOL. Two veterans that you know, talk, telling it like how it is. Yeah, you know, I, I'm disappointed. I, I wanted Cliff to go further. I'm disappointed that we didn't get more Cliff. I thought he was playing a very good game. I really, I thought he was doing a good job. I, I was saying to myself, "Oh, I'm actually impressed with Cliff Robinson," but unfortunately, Tony was his undoing. Yeah, it's always okay. Tony. All right, so uh, we, I will talk to you tomorrow morning, and I will be uh, have Cliff Robinson, and then our interview with uh, Denise Denise S later on t- on uh, Thursday. So I will get some clarification about how to pronounce your last name. Should be. I'll talk to you soon, Rob. Talk to you soon. Uh, Want to hear from you guys in the comments? We had a, a, at least uh, two hundred comments uh, in all of the Survivor uh, stuff that we did last week. So you guys are killing it in the comments. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Survive the no-way-to-hold.